1: Suds, suds, suds. It's time for more suds. Oh, yes. Welcome to Sip Suds and Smokes, an award-winning podcast that is talking about beer today on this sud segment. Joining me here for this conversation at uh, microphone left is going to be good old boy Dave.
3: Are you threatening me? My bunghole will ask the questions. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I mean seriously how much time do you think uh, uh, do you uh, work on coming up with each one of these
3: how much time do I think about anything
1: that's
4: right <laughs> well i tell you what I'm thinking about now is uh, how everybody I would love hold to, up
1: I, I'm thinking three seconds you know?
4: <laughs> I'd love to be able to say that make that comment like in a real life context
1: you know <laughs> you just gotta do it
4: man uh, just say it to a cop you know are threatening me
1: yeah. yeah I'll let my bunghole answer you <laughs> Also, joining me here at the table is good old boy Kendall.
0: Cheers. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Yes, his uh, fermentation tattoo starts to quiver every time he sits down at the microphone with us. (laughs) So, there you go. Also joining us here is good old boy Sparkle. A sexually depraved miscreant who is seeking to gratify his basest and most immediate urges. (laughs) Barley wine is life. That's right. Barley wine is life. Now, there's a clue about what's on today's show. Oh. Oh, yeah. Also joining us here at the table is Good Boy Caperton.
4: Greetings. I, yeah, I don't know, man. I got nothing. That's <laughs> like I've, I've that dra-
1: line is why you still smell like old people. A so. drink,
4: a drink. Too many beers. He's here. all full of barley wine. Full of, yep. I don't want Fortified. to give it away, but I'm I'm full of very strong mm. beer.
1: Uh, and I forgot to introduce myself. This is Good Boy Mike. Today is a very big day. Big, big boys. very big day. How big is it? Believers in Bigfoot say he's a massive creature. Exactly. Good old boy Kendall has actually raided his cellar and brought us a 10-year vertical mm-hmm. of Bigfoot barley, barley wine style ale from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company in Chico, California and Fletcher, North Carolina.
4: Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. we got to start saying that.
1: Yes, they make uh, – do they make this beer in both locations? Now, I don't know. I'm betting they still make it in probably Chico. I bet yeah, most yeah, of it sure, comes out of Chico. Chico. Yeah, um, yeah. I haven't looked at the bottle codes when the 2020 comes PLA. out, I'll take a look. Chico and the man, interesting. Oh,
2: yeah, you'll have to compare both versions if there's two versions.
1: Well, before we get to this epic lineup, our sud segments are brought to you by
2: Are you lonely? Have you
3: tried meeting people who interest you, but you just can't find any? Have all the dating apps let you down? Maybe you need Imaginary Friend. In this new social app that lets you avoid real relationships, there's no chance of being disappointed because it's all in your head. That's Imaginary Friend. Download it today.
1: (laughs) Well, a really great uh, epic lineup that we have today for Bigfoot Bottle Your Wine. Um, So we thought we'd take a little minute and uh, tell you a little bit about what Sierra Nevada has to say about Bigfoot, Bigfoot on their website.
3: People rip on me for not being able to read. Toy know. boat. Uh,
4: Bugfoot.
3: <coughs> bug <laughs> Bugfoot. Man, bug, that Bugfoot bug like barely wine. Died, I
1: had
4: a little it too it much, much Bugfoot. Got that Bugfoot bug barely, barely wine.
2: Barely, <laughs> barely wine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bigfoot is a beast of a beer packed with bittersweet malt and heaps of aggressive whole cone. Pacific Northwest hops, first introduced in the winter of 1983. I did not know that it would have been around quite that long. Yeah. yeah. Bigfoot is a cult classic brewed in barley wine style, strong and robust with the refined intensity of wine. Bigfoot is prized by beer collectors for aging and sellers. Under the proper conditions, it can develop enticing new flavors and character as it matures in the bottle. I'm enticed. I'm mm-hmm. I'm feeling enriched, not enticed, but uh, each new release or expedition is vintage dated. Collect your own and savor the evolving flavors. Hey, collect them all. Yeah, there you go. It's kind of like Pokemon, but That's with what beer. You do
2: That's what you do. <laughs> yeah. gotta drink them all? <laughs> come on, how
4: many of us do? Don't no, step I off mean, a cliff while you're yeah. collecting it.
1: <laughs> For sure.
4: Uh, I, I yeah.
1: Anyway. Pika Pika. All right, good old boy Dave. Tell us a bit <laughs> wow. more about beer, barley wine in general.
3: Sure. According to the Beer Judge Certification Program, or BJCP for you insiders, mm-hmm. uh, here are there are two types of barley wine. The original English barley wine is, and I quote, a showcase or uh, a showcase of multi richness and complex, intense flavors. Chewy and rich in body With warming alcohol And a I went to Australia I'm just going to stop And a pleasant (laughs) Fruity or hoppy interest When aged It can take on port-like flavors A wintertime sipper Hmm. They are generally between 8 and 12% ABV. For more information on this style, check out the vertical tasting we did of J.W. Lee's Harvest Ale called Barley Wine on My Pants. There
1: you go. Mm-hmm.
3: The second type of barley wine is American. Merc. Merc- it is Marco. generally speaking a much hoppier version of, of its English cousin. Because we go big here. That's right. That's what we'll be trying today. You need to get
4: a sound bite of an eagle screaming. Perfect.
2: It's the sound of freedom. Yeah. Also,
4: I have a question I want to ask you guys. Does my foot look too big for my body? I'm just curious. <laughs> Are you part Sam's square? I've been thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: I think you're a good kudzu hunter because okay. of because can of your stamp out. You can, that's you, can yeah. you can blaze got, a
4: trail. I think you got big feet, boys. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah.
3: You have to say about guys with big feet
4: You, you know, wear big wear shoes. Big big that's shoes. right. <laughs> old sock. Old sock.
1: I, I like taking people that are visually intimidated to drink with me. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. it's like always
2: that. good to have somebody <laughs> like that yeah, in your I'm, corner. Uh, I'm if you, the have, same good boy, yeah. if you yeah. have good old boy, if
3: you have good old boy Caperton with you at a beer fest. People don't tend to linger in front of you in
2: yeah. the line; like they just kind of part. Right. I know. usually just talk trash, take that opportunity because I know I got him behind me, yeah, so I right, can get right. away with yeah, whatever you I back. want. Tell this guy yeah. behind me. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Speak to my associate. It's like yeah. when people are a breaking squimps.
1: line, you know, and I'm doing the you know patented horizontal shuffle, and they're like, "Hey," and <laughs> I'm like, right. took, t- right. "Talk to my concierge." <laughs> concierge, he's right behind me. It's like his concierge. The the
4: horizontal shuffle
1: yeah yeah that's uh that's dirty sideways you're really really big man you're good (laughs) Uh, it's just beer well good old boy kendall uh, tell us a little bit about the bigfoot vintages that you've brought for us today
0: okay today we are tasting bigfoot going from uh we have a full vertical from 2010 through 2019 and a kicker that good old boy mike brought of a 2000 bigfoot I've been collecting these for a few years. Um, Most of my collection went back to about 14 through current times, but I was fortunate enough to be at the Sierra Nevada Brewery over in North Carolina going in the gift shop, and they had a vertical for sale in the cooler. Uh, A couple of good things about this. It went back from 2010 to 2015, so I bought a six-pack of Bigfoot with six years in it. Nice. Uh, oh, and you kn- my. <laughs> and you know that they took good care of this. You know, this beer was not sitting in a warm warehouse somewhere in right. some wholesalers. Uh, back just, of
3: a Costco with a yeah, right. freaking fluorescent but lights so, on it.
0: So they have been taking good care of this beer. I'm sure it's been cellared at appropriate temperatures. And uh, we're selling these. So I was able to make, take my collection all the way back to 2010. And we have that wonderful... Uh, One that Mike brought. And one of the things we talk about a lot on the show are reference styles. And when it comes to American barley wine, you almost can't get more authentic than Bigfoot. The only thing I would say would be more authentic would be Anchor's Old Foghorn, which was Mm. started in 1975 and was probably an inspiration for this beer. probably, yeah. And then they started brewing this in 83. And there's a great story about this. I I saw this in the BJCP guidelines, uh, that when they first brewed it, they sent it to a lab. Uh, The lab called... Ken Grossman back and said, your barley wine is too bitter. And they replied, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. You know, and there is a, you drink this fresh and I would encourage you to, even yeah. though this is a great beer to age and seller as we're going to find out, fresh Bigfoot is wonderful. Yeah. Uh,
3: like a West Coast IPA.
0: It's kind of like a triple IPA. You can yeah, probably yeah. call it a triple yeah. IPA. Yeah. It's a very malty, very bitter, and it's really well balanced. So it all works together, but it's a beautiful beer no matter when you drink it.
1: Mm. greed greed yeah uh so definitely uh there are a lot of beers that are at Sierra Nevada that you can buy uh, that are go back in time and uh, and that was one of the things that really caught um, our attention the first time uh, that we were going through um that uh, facility in in uh, North Carolina they actually had like all these you know vintage Bigfoot's yeah, bottles in, in, in the glass case and You know, I don't know who was slobbering on it harder or faster. You know, Kendall or me. I was like, Mm. "Oh yeah, that works me." Just really taken out of
2: context. I don't. I'm trying to (laughs) to get past that last one. Well, having a tough time when when you're on the. uh, Mm.
1: So when you're on the tour there in Sierra Nevada, they'll actually have these enclosed glass cases that have like a lot of their products, and you can. See, you know, a lot of vintage, you know, packaging that you know that they've done with a lot of their products over so time. Kind of
3: like when you go to Amsterdam
2: and those girls oh, are window like shopping. Yeah. yeah. That. Exactly. <laughs> Just like that.
1: But I do remember even that like very the red first time distance. they had a vertical that you could buy there at the yep. gift shop. And it was not like a five year vertical, it wasn't this ten, you know, ten year vertical that you could do. Yeah, so it's
0: great. Every time I go there, I'd check the fridge for verticals. Yeah. I'm hoping to find a narwhal vertical
1: one year. Oh, yeah. man, that would yeah. be awesome. Yeah. So I always hate us talking about things you can't find. But guess what? There is a good chance that you can actually buy this. And that's the reason why I wanted to mention that at go. the gift
2: shop. So Good deal. That's there such a beautiful go. place, though. You know, I mean, I, I, I truly love that Sierra Nevada facility. Oh, it's North Carolina. Alpine Lodge. Kind yeah, of yeah. If, if you
0: get, uh, I'm sure the one in Chico is amazing, too, if you're on the West Coast. But if you're on the East Coast, you need to get to North Carolina and see that place it is a true beer disneyland
2: uh for sure yeah and And i mean every every detail like of i mean just the architecture of the flooring just every detail is just gorgeous
1: Mm. well uh thanks for uh, joining us with uh, for this episode so far we'll be right back in just a minute hey welcome back to sips suds and smokes on today's suds episode we're going through a vertical of bigfoot barley wine from sierra nevada and we were just kind of talking about you know this flight in general and you know what a great facility you know they have in uh, north carolina it's really a it's a great great place so i actually call it willy wonka's you know chocolate factory (laughs) because i got to walk around with willy wonka when i got to go (laughs) wow did he
3: give you some candy?
1: Yes, Ken Grossman definitely poured some really great candy for us, uh, you know, through the whole day. But I definitely have to say that one of the one of the cooler moments that I've had um, was uh, Ken Grossman walking over into the they have the bins where they uh, take all the hops out of the bales and they fluff them up.
2: Is there and a job that's a fluffer? A fluffer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hop, a fluffer, fluffer for for, hop hop for fluffer, hops. Yeah.
1: Interesting. I'd um, do it. <laughs> and uh and Ken Grissman goes over and he just scoops up this giant you know, handful with both hands yeah, of hops and he and he thrusts it in into my right under my face and he's like Tony Montana. He's like, What do you what do you think it smells like? And I'm like I think it smells like Ken Grossman asking me what hop smells like. And I'm just, you know, it was a, you know, I, I I'm not really much of a celebrity crush, you know, kind of person, but yeah. that was pretty cool. You know? That is cool. That is yeah. Cool.
3: Cool. Oh my God. All fanboy on Ken. I, I, I did. Candy. Yeah. I, I, I totally, I totally
1: say that, uh, that I, I totally, uh, did that. Hi uh, Ken. <laughs> <I can.
2: laughs>
4: You're the neatest. <laughs>
1: I would too. I would too. Well, we haven't talked yeah, we, about we what I else mean, we're going to be doing today. Good old boy Caperton. I oh. would like to ask you to read our Sudge ratings today, but I want you to use your enormous stature to oh. try and channel, you know, doing this in a Sasquatch, you know, kind of <laughs> bigfootish kind of way. You know. <laughs> God, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to work.
0: We will.
4: <laughs> we'll
1: be discussing
4: and rating these beers with the suds ratings that our scientists at our labs here at sip suds and smokes have devised we think of them as our signature belching sounds and those ratings are as follows what that's what what is
2: i don't know what yeah, i don't know that's good doing. that got um, weird okay you saw it i'm with dave it got weird
1: a
4: rating <laughs> of 1 there we go got a little growl in there a rating of one. That sucks. Give me anything but a bud. A rating of two. Was that a belch? Uh. A rating of three. Ah oh, What a relief! Uh. A rating of four. Body should not make that sound. Uh, uh, uh. A rating of five. Listen to that hang time, brother. Give me another. Right. Nice. Uh, can I just say, I've
3: you never know, talked to if, a Sasquatch. If you were before. out in the woods and you heard. That talking at you,
1: yeah, yeah, you'd be you'd just fall over, dead. yeah,
2: that's right. Yeah. I'm okay. gonna say that's okay. halfway yeah, in between a
1: Sasquatch right. and the LSU football coach uh, <laughs> at Oregon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: yeah, that's good. That's he uh, talks yeah, talks just yeah, like yeah. that. that channeling coach, I'm, yeah. I'm telling you,
4: we'll out there. We're come on, team, come my on. Tigers. The Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah, so. Fact or fiction,
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yep, uh, that wanted me to take a crap in the woods, okay, so. <laughs>
2: That's good, Mike. I didn't think of that. <laughs> well, yeah. let uh, think so of Acre man. man. It good. smells like good. big
1: Yeah, Yep, that's for sure. We're going to go through and talk about our top three out of this vertical first. We've taken the time to kind of chat with each other after we've tasted the vertical. And we've come up with our top three years out of this vertical. Up first is uh, going to be 2016. Um, so this is uh, again Sierra Nevada's Bigfoot Barley Wine, 2016 is the vintage. Yep. What are some of your tasting notes on this one? Still balanced. Huh. Interesting. you get that
0: it's it's smooth, caramely taste. The bitterness just kind of blends in through the finish. Um, it's hard to it's hard to think you're drinking a you know yeah, four four or yeah. five you know three four year old beer.
3: It's weird because like. Uh, and, and some of them, like actually, the year before, the year after, it's it's interesting and like how how off kilter some of those beers have sure, gotten. Sure, where either the the bitterness like kind of fades out, or it just has kind of taken over somehow. I or,
4: wrote, I wrote
1: righteously balanced. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the one thing that Righteous. really caught my attention with this vintage was that it had changed uh, visually. It was definitely pronounced hazy. Um, for this particular uh, vintage you know uh, up until then it was fairly clear but this definitely was the year that I actually wrote down hazy. Um, that soft that subtle burnt uh, malt kind of character was mm-hmm. the, this was the first year that I really actually wrote that down. Um, but balance was definitely the thing that was really key.
2: Yeah, and I think it was interesting too because we started off. I think all of us started drinking at 2019 and then worked our way back to 2010. Right. Um, so it's just kind of interesting starting with fresh and working our way down to here. This was kind of a sweet spot along that along that path. Um, there wasn't any real oxidation so much that I could taste.
0: Might be just a hint at of it, smooch. but it really hasn't affected this beer yet.
2: No, but but definitely very rich, balanced. Uh, to to second what you guys all said uh, on that too for sure. Um, but yeah, this was kind of interesting as we were kind of starting at the beginning of the journey and working our way to the past. This was like one of those nice little moments along the way that was just like, oh, this is this is a good time to drink it. So uh, four years in mm-hmm. it was a good time.
1: Yeah, and, and that actually was, you know, probably the one thing that my general impression about barley wines, you know, hitting kind of the major inflection point is, you know, somewhere around that four to five-year mark. Exactly. And, and, you know, I that was kind of a preconceived, you know, uh, impression that I've had tasting other barley wines or other, uh, you know, other products that have some similar style that are high alcohol. That, yeah, they really do take, you know, a certain amount of time to come out. So that, uh, uh, I was still, even with that preconceived notion, I still just kind of let it, you know, present itself as it is. And yeah. I was pleasantly surprised because I thought, wow, well, it's going to be somewhere, you know, in this range. And I was like, wow, boom. There yeah, I felt go. it was
2: significantly better than the previous year or the year that followed it uh, yeah. personally. And, and really a lot of those intense hops that you get in the fresh ones. Those that had a chance to kind of fall down and just kind of blend back into the flavor background. Even um, as
1: I'm uh, tasting it, as it's been sitting here in the glass now for about a half hour, you know, it's still really holding up incredibly yeah, well. It is. yeah, it's very
0: good. Yeah, these beers all warm up well. It's weird uh, tasting
3: the 2017 and then the 2015 right after the 2016. It's like, oh, wow, the 2017... Feels like the hops are still a little aggressive. Yeah, they are. They were big time. Yeah, and then in the fifteen, it's like, well, it kind of faded off. So yep. it, it is like twenty sixteen. Yeah, I think it's
4: yeah. I think it's safe to note that this isn't like a. It's not like a linear progression. No, like, it's not like you would think it. No, would. No, it's, it's not a straight coast. You know, is that yeah. it? That it's sort of like this ebb and up and down. Yeah, you know. Well, you, you got to think too, like how
3: many factors are in each individual sure, year, like sure. hop harvest, like what you know, what and also what the storage quality? and stuff like that. I think. Yeah. We'll talk
4: about later but um i was uh, just to kind of throw this in i was really it it was remarkable to me the step down from 19 to 18 like it was it wasn't it was a it was more pronounced it's like what happened in 2018 dude something you know Oh wait! Did I say seventeen? I'm in eight. Just that one yeah, year. No, yeah, Definitely right. those two yeah. years. Yeah, I mean, it was like that. The 2019, you know, is that, which I think Well, well
1: all that about, uh, astringent element, you know, really faded fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It really, a, the well, alcohol well, just really yeah. kind of. Yeah. Instead of it feeling attacking, a to you, big step like, down
4: in the no, citrusy character. You know, like the fruity character yeah. of the hop. You know, Miss- like that
1: was a big notice.
2: Well, in most IPAs, you know, most people don't realize this, but I mean, usually you've got ninety to one hundred twenty days under yeah. ideal conditions yeah. Yeah. to really to experience the peak. Uh, impact of those hops, a lot of people just don't realize how quickly those
4: oils are so Somehow it just yeah. felt like yeah. more hops, which My these beers like feel like minutes. they have a, a significant <laughs> hop character, you know. Basically, fresh, if it makes it into the like bottle, it, yeah. it's too old for Mike.
1: He, he, needs it,
3: <laughs> he needs straight from the bright tank to his mouth. It works yeah. for me. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, well, uh, what's interesting is our suds rating here for the Sierra Nevada Bigfoot 2016 is going to be a four uh, uh, a and I guess you know I, we don't do this but what made you not choose that as a five I, I mean I'm just curious is it because you wanted to leave room to say I know there's something better out there
4: well in my case I'll be honest I I would have rated 2019 a five because that's, and I don't think that was our overall rating, but I could easily give, and I, I don't know, you just got to set the bar somewhere, you I, know? And and I,
2: no, and and uh, I think personally for me, and I know it's a totally, it's a different style, but that that JW Lee's vertical we did broke me. <laughs> well, so, in a
1: good way, in a good way. I agree. So part of it is... Uh, The complexity in this uh, beer compared to the JW Lees, I mean, this is like a five layer painting, you know, Mm -hmm. compared to the JW Lees was like 20 layers, you know, and I think that's for me answering my own question that was part of it is that. The simplicity or that lack of complexity has has me thinking. I know that there's something that is going to drive a lot more of that layered, you know, flavor. Uh, yeah, well, of this but keep beer.
3: keep in mind too, a lot of those J.W. Lee beers were barrel aged to like mm-hmm. in a cognac yeah. or a port mm-hmm. barrel yeah. or different things. But
2: I thought all those were pretty terrible, weren't they? I mean, most of the some, adjuncts somewhere, were, yeah,
3: some somewhere, but but there were still somewhere. I think that you know they did something to those. Now I'll tell you about this 2016. I think if we had rated it now, as it's warmed up, because it's actually gotten a lot better and smoothed out. In in my mind, I would I would honestly say it's probably pushing towards a five at this point because it's it's warming and it's it's
1: like really coming i do think it's gotten better yeah uh, i can agree
0: with that one thing i like about the 16 is it shows you what a little age can do to this beer as much as i like it fresh when it's aged and just everything works perfectly example it's a great example the 16 is perfect
1: yep so would you step out and just flat out tell people to say the sweet spot is uh five years with with uh Sierra Nevada, Bigfoot.
2: Well, I'd your mileage may vary. Five, but, yeah, five, but, you know, yeah it, four or in five. In You know, but I think it also there's a lot of variables. You know, I think, sure I would imagine, I, honestly, that yeah, probably we J- didn't pick the year before, year after. We didn't, and you know, you look at JWE's, which is pretty damn consistent. I think probably from year to year to year to year for the most part. This there's probably some variations in in this. Uh, I would say compared to you know um, I think so year to year I'm sure like if we could yeah. ha- have them all fresh it would be somewhat different I think
3: the more you rely on heavy hop flavors the more variation sure. mm-hmm. get that's you a great year. point yeah because that really hop good. harvest changes
2: and every a little, year
0: and yeah, that's a little that's a chaos
4: great point. into your recipe there yeah. Yeah. so yeah. It's,
0: it's the same recipe but you know you don't know what kind of weather sure. conditions sure. affected the hops sure. and how that changes the oil output
1: and how it tastes and it's they're really trying to make that's it consistent but it's also different yeah well speaking of change let's talk about our number two pick uh overall in this flight which was actually number the 10. 2019 uh devada bigfoot so what are some of your tasty notes around this almost still i mean
0: fresh the hops are still there compared to the rest of the harsh I
1: mean, very bright yeah.
0: very yeah. very fresh um these uh-huh. have been refrigerated since i got them they release usually in january so I mean it's it's still nine month old beer, but compared to the others, the hops are just in your face. Yeah, they're yeah. still out there.
4: It's very assertively bitter. I think. Um, yeah, it was. I, I still remember the first time I drank this beer, and I was a beer newbie. And January rolls around, and everybody was rushing out to get their Bigfoot. So I didn't. I didn't want to be left out of that. Well, know?
1: so <laughs>
4: but it was. I yeah. remember
1: uh, one of the first times that I had this beer. I actually had Celebration right about the same time that I yeah. had Bigfoot. Oh and they, wow! They get released in fairly nice. close proximity to nice. each other. About yeah. thirty days yeah. apart, I yeah. think. And, and uh, uh, very different beers. Oh You yeah. know, I yeah. think, and uh, that was some of my first impression was, "Wow, this is like super bitter. Like I do yeah. not like this." That's what know? hit
4: me right away. Was just how. And I'm with Gibson. I had
1: not really had a lot of barley wine. Uh, to really, I think, sit oh, down yeah. and I'd had I think none. to really yeah. understand the style well enough at the time. Um, you know, I think even even after, you know, I've probably had a couple of hundred barley wines easily, you know, now, um, you know, I still think that this is so intensely bitter that I think that that can probably take a very casual, you know, beer Drinker, you know, by surprise, by surprise. Mm-hmm. For catch sure. your palate for off sure. surprise. But this, now, now
4: this, when I drink it, it's it's like I uh, love yeah. it. I, know this, I mean? it's, <laughs> this requires, <laughs> a, a yeah, pairing.
1: totally, yeah. This is a, definitely
4: possibly a, a little bit of an acquired taste, I guess. Have it yeah, Well, I but, think
3: barley wine in its pure form really shows you the differentiation between American and English style way more than anything else. Like, I mean, yeah. You know, you can say like stouts or whatever, but a lot of that is adjuncts or what, whatever different things. But like with a, an, an a barley wine, you're going with really huge, deep, rich caramel, malty flavors, or you're going with kind of that plus a, just a freaking buttload of hops on top of it. Yeah. And and the the is so do. big that the the distinction becomes that much bigger between the two. Have
4: you ever made a barley wine, Dave? I have. You, you do they? Is I'm guessing sh- that's sh- a mash, brother. Yeah. Can- that is a mash, yeah. yeah. Candy, yeah. candy sugar. What do what are no, they No, Uh,
3: they? I just used a really big malt bill, and um, and I think I had to use like triple pitch of yeast or something. Like, I oh, used, yeah, and you yeah. had to use like yeah. a really big yeast, like yeah. Pac Man or something, yeah. like a real high alcohol to go through at all, True. yeah, yeah.
1: Well, uh, the only thing I wrote down about this that was unique was the finish off this i actually wrote down the stringent yes, and I think back to 19 you know coming back uh i think it it's it, it stringent is probably not the right word i think it's more of just it's very alcohol hot finish yep. you know very much um and the other thing that was unique about this one
0: was the appearance this one was crystal clear clear, crystal yep.
2: clear compared to the others yeah that was a huge thing that was a Uh, Well, let's talk about our such rating
1: here for the Sierra Nevada Bigfoot Ale 2019 Vintage is also going to be a four. Uh, uh, uh. The last beer in our collective top three is actually going to be the Vintage for 2011. So what do you guys think about the 2011 Bigfoot? Um, this was the first time I wrote down brown, um, as opposed yeah, to kind of a amber darker. color. Yeah, it, uh, This was uh, the first time that the the tint of the beer had. It's tasting a little boozier now. To yeah. Was, well, what is
2: the ABV on all these, Kendall, roughly? Like 12? So roughly. I, I, I don't know if it changes year to year or not. That's a good question. I can't feel my teeth anymore so I feel
0: like that's (laughs) this one is a little by the time
4: by the time I got to 2011 and we were working from 19 you gotta remember here's what I wrote my note was this one yes that's all I wrote
0: (laughs) (laughs) Seriously.
4: It's working. Yes.
2: The
0: thing thing I like about this, uh, we talked about the 19 being fresh, the 16 showing age. This one is another one that shows its age at 2011, you know, eight-year-old beer. But it it shows that oxidation that you expect. But it's not a bad oxidation. It's giving you those flavors you want out of it. Right. It's still balanced. It's still really nice to drink. uh, But you see what those effects of age are over Mm -hmm. another four or five years.
2: malt's
1: really starting to Pull away from the. Hop I definitely hole. wrote down great balance for this Yeah, trailer. the
2: balance was the nicest thing that I enjoyed about this. The like, like you were saying, Dave, the hops have really fallen down to the point yeah. where. Yeah, but there's still bitterness there. To yeah, there really, yeah, really and, is, and in oh, all of these for sure. And there's yeah. and it's crazy because you know we we drank all those JWEs and you never dealt with bitterness at all. They were so. Uh, you know, there was never any of that whatsoever. And so this is just such an interesting juxtaposition. Yeah.
1: Well, let's talk about our suds rating here for the Sierra Nevada Bigfoot Ale. 2011 is also going to be a four. Uh, Woo-hoo. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to call that the year of great balance. Hey, we'll be right back in just one minute. Hey, welcome back to sip Suds, and Smokes. On today's suds episode, we're going through a vertical tasting of Sierra Bigfoot. Um, Sierra Nevada Bigfoot. Uh, it's a barley wine, and we have uh, almost an 11-year vertical here that we're going through.
3: Oh, my God, boys. We are officially
2: <laughs> dealing with a fucking Sam Scram. <laughs> <laughs> should we Should we talk a little bit about verticals before we kind of go? Uh, let's talk about
1: some of the vintages that we've not talked okay. about first. Okay. Uh, Dave, is there any vintage that uh, caught your attention that you wanted to talk about?
3: Well, I'll tell you, there's one that caught my attention that I, in not in a good way, was uh, 2014. Hmm. Uh, I, I don't know what happened here. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. It is. Uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> the. The the bitterness on this thing has it's almost like it amplified over over time i wrote wrote bitter and weird like everything
2: (laughs) i said raisins and ouch yeah it's like uh yeah
3: yeah, there's there's some definite fruitiness in there but there's this lingering hurt that that just stays it's like bees in your mouth or something i don't know
4: (laughs) Hmm. And also, these hover. I said twelve percent in the last segment. They hover around ten percent. Ten percent. Oh wow, it's not as much it as I
3: A lot hotter
1: than that. Yeah, it does. Yeah, they do. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: yeah. So I, I did not care for twenty fourteen.
1: Well, which was interesting because that was actually in my top three. I wrote down hazy, floral, sweet, and I did write something about the bitterness was kind of subtle. Uh, but even actually tasting it here with you know again. I agree. There's something that is dr- dramatically different about mm-hmm. the malt. Um, not the malt, but the uh, the hop bitterness You know, off this was uh Yeah, I don't know, there's it nice off.
3: components to it, but I think it's that aftertaste that it just sticks there and it kind of just knocks me around a little it's bit. I, I just didn't like it, yeah.
1: Mm. Interesting. Uh, good boy, Kendall, uh, was there a vintage that you wanted to talk about that we've not talked about so far?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about 18 because it wasn't one of the best ones. In fact, it probably was probably in my... least third of if you divide these up and the reason was is the hops have really fallen off there's a huge difference between 18 and 19 but 18 hasn't had the benefit of time that like 16 had to really develop some interesting flavors it's just kind of too soon so lacking
4: complexity and yeah drink fresh bigfoot drink
1: four-year-old bigfoot but two-year-old bigfoot not so much i actually uh this first time i wrote down it's a tad creamy uh Mm -hmm. and uh definitely you uh far less bitter um but that's the first time that you really that burnt uh you know roast really kind of is coming through um well and it's weird you know they say that you know
3: about like uh sour beers like in brett brett i think more specifically brett beers that there's a like you you know you can drink it fresh but then if you 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 have to let it go for about four or five years because in that two or three year range it is it's doing some work you know and it's it's really not going to be that
4: great and it'll change yeah week to week almost that's amazing yeah Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, i got a boy sparky uh was there a vintage that you wanted to chat about
2: yeah man i thought 2015 was really interesting to me because uh first of all the color was much darker uh than the colors around it, and uh, once you tasted it, um, it it was actually kind of oxidized. That was the first one that I had that mm. had a had a quite a bit of. Uh, Yep. Oxidation. I agree.
0: That's the first one I realized like boom, there it is. On
2: the nose and on the palate. I got mm-hmm. it both ways. And uh, that was just kind of surprising to me, uh, because the previous years, uh, not so much, and then all of a sudden hit you with that, which I think is, you know, much more of a characteristic of, you know, JWLEs and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It was weird to have it in this profile for the first time with all the bitterness and Was it that the 2016 was so good and then you're like, you hit the 15 or you're like, what? Yeah, that's absolutely, it was kind of a palate shock. It was a road bump, if you will. (laughs) We're we're not going to continue on the previous uh, line.
3: So yeah, 2015 might have been a victim of 2016
2: Mm. in a way. Hmm. but yeah it was interesting though but uh, the color was definitely much darker
3: 2015 was like Jan Brady after you see Marsha and then
2: like (laughs) little sister it's like sorry yeah
3: yeah Yeah.
4: good good one that was that was was pretty good
3: probably connected with zero percent of our audience I'm just really
1: is it it creepy or strange or creepy Uh, and strange don't get me talking about Alice when he's (laughs) right he's right (laughs) <laughs> Caperton, was there a particular vintage that you wanted to chat about?
4: Sure, I I don't know how you guys felt about it, but I really liked 2012. I thought um, it was um, it was somehow um, maybe a little oxidized, but uh, but the maltiness and the bitterness and um, it just it all sort of fell into kind of, of working to together least for yeah. me a okay. really, little bit of oxidation didn't really detract from that yeah, it wasn't I would
0: say my my fourth pick it, yeah, the oxidation it, was, it didn't make
4: my three because I, I kind of followed you guys to it's, it's similar to 11 <laughs> but, but, four, but it wasn't as good 14 as 11 f- yeah. or 12 could have made my if it had one more year yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah this
1: was something I wrote down a dramatic aroma change uh, happened right about this point in time and uh, I was not expecting that and then I picked up the glass and I was like whoa hey Where'd you go? Hmm. yeah. But I really, I, I thought that was an
4: interesting yeah. beer. What and about you, Mike? What was was that, there like an was there one you wanted to beer? Well, the
1: about? only uh, the only one I uh, had was the 2014. We already chatted about that, but it's a good time for us to swing and talk around. You know the the one vintage that uh, we had here that was not in the vertical was the 2000.
2: In yeah. the year 2000. So
1: the first thing that struck us was. Wow, man, that's dark. That's, it's really dark. Really dark. <laughs> it had to. It yeah. The uh, um, it really moved from being this kind of uh, amber red, um, you know, tint to all of these into oh this is just brown yeah, this is like deep, brown and it's like, like i can't brown. see anything yeah it was nearly it opaque absolutely yeah absolutely um like it, it was borderline porter um you know probably if you would looked at it in the glass and nut uh, brown ale yeah so what do you guys think about uh the taste profile of this
4: so it didn't hit me until now right and, and i think this is I, I gotta say that but it it uh, the the Americanness has fallen off. Of totally, this. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it tastes it's an a expat little, a little bit more. <laughs> although there's some, I think there's good and bad qualities to this beer for sure. It, it's
0: beer. more like a yeah. J.W. Lee's than yeah. Yeah. a big. Fan. It is. Yeah. It yeah. really is. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Very chocolatey, and,
0: super chocolatey.
1: Yeah, that was the first thing. Kendall was sitting right beside me as we were tasting, and we, we were both tasting it at the same time. Kind I'm like, chocolate. Wow, that's chocolate. Yeah,
4: the aroma coming off this thing is just amazing to me. Dude.
1: I mean, it's for a 19 year old beer. It's, it's pretty amazing.
4: 19 year old beer. This is the first I mean, time that
1: you know I, I talked about that that's kind crazy. of layered. You know. <laughs> Uh, taste profile it's definitely in this you know this Mm -hmm. this is very complex i think compared
0: well released january 2000 so when they brewed this thing it's pushing 20 years
1: yeah Yeah. which i think
3: that's amazing like and it kind of blows the theory about like you know you can't age uh, a lot of beers beyond five yeah Uh um i think i do think though if you're gonna go past five you got to let it go Mm -hmm. and it's got to be the right beer
0: i mean you know and this is very oxidized to me but it really really works because that's what you expect that's what you expect in a beer that's almost
1: 20 years old yeah
3: and it and it works in its own character it does it's another
4: layer of complexity yeah
1: Yeah, but even it's i mean if you had just poured this without having the other beers would you have said wow that's a barley wine uh, I, I would have not have said that. I would have said, "Wow, this is a really interesting porter." <laughs> you know, I,
2: I don't think, know. There's still that uh, s- yeah, chocolate thing. Yeah. I'm obsessed. still getting enough fruit, like yeah. the dark port yeah. characteristics to it. Yeah. That kind of would maybe lead me. Yeah. And it really is very
4: port-like. It's got yeah, some, that's a good yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Um, hmm. really interesting. But the color throws you, especially when you. Compare it to all the other. Yeah, it's, if
4: you looked at this thing compared to the, rest. I think like, uh, you'd set it back. You know, I think it's like, like a lot of them. You had
2: that to that
3: let one. it kind of come up to temp a little yeah, bit. for I don't, sure This is not a drink it cold. You know. Right. Don't Which is, them- I
2: think, how we first sampled it, and it's yeah. amazing how different it was from the first chance that I had it to where it is now.
3: When you're uh, when you're drinking barley wine, don't let the mountain turn blue on the bottle.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, so that's a good uh, segue because we wanted to chat about just kind of approaching, you know, cellaring verticals in general. Because I have a a very simple, you know, process, you know, that I follow in in a few verticals that I've collected. This was one uh, vertical that I had collected with Bigfoot, and I actually had uh, sat down and tasted uh, the vertical that I had been keeping track with a long time ago. Um, so it was nice it, kind of repeating the exercise that I had done maybe like eight, you know, nine years ago to come back around and kind of do this again. So that was really kind of cool. Um,
3: my case is manservants. Yeah. So but like uh, there are a couple bodies. of
1: other verticals that I still have, and I'm sure we'll catch up with them here on the show at some point in time. Uh, Dogfish Head 120 Ooh, well, that's is good, one that's that I a have. a great thing to do. And like, so uh, it my process for verticals is pretty much the same thing. I tend to buy at least two beers, and I drink one fresh, mm-hmm. and then I throw the other one in the cellar. Sometimes yeah. I'll buy three. And what I'll do if I have, if I'll buy three is I usually have one immediately and then I'll sit there for a year and then I have that one. And then the third one I just let sit and I have it in a vertical style, kind of like mm-hmm. we're doing yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. you guys have any. Yeah, and, and
0: that's one thing I would encourage our listeners. It's easy to build a big foot of vertical because they come in a six pack. They
4: do, yeah. so you can drink yeah. a couple
0: fresh yeah. and put a couple away, yeah. and and then have multiple vertical verticals year over year. Two usually
4: does the trick for me yeah.
0: too.
2: Yeah, I was going to so
4: say
0: sweet You're
3: not, not going to so so pound a six.
0: maybe three, Bigfoot,
3: maybe three. Yeah. You know, yeah. to, you know yeah. and just make you sure could if you, you tried, yeah, <laughs> make sure you got a good you're place. to not trying hard too, you know. I mean, you you need a dark, cool place. It's going to well, stay fairly consistent. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> the thing.
0: I I seller uh, my beers. I've got a refrigerator with the temp control set at fifty five. Yeah, see that's because I don't nice. have a way basement. to go. Yeah. That's
2: awesome, man. Yeah,
1: yeah and mine are uh, kept you know at, at temp as well. But honestly, you know the thing I've and I would say this is very true of both cellaring wine and beer and some other products as well is you know a very consistent temperature with not a lot of variations. So listen, you don't have a cool place choose dry and no light yeah um at least in a place that doesn't get any heat or a dramatic change in temperature so
2: bottom of a closet
1: bottom or- of a hallway closet that you go into like twice a year great choice you know uh for doing something like that you know
2: and i think there's some people that uh, will end up doing stuff with uh Chest freezers—they'll set the regulator, yeah. so it'll go to yeah. fifty-five. Yeah. But I had a friend that just recently his regulator uh, spazzed out on a, a, it everything froze. It froze. It froze, yeah. it froze oh, and yeah. it had been fine for years, and then it spiked and went crazy, and he lost everything. I use a his, chest yeah.
4: freezer for fermentation. That happened with heavy. a with yeah. a
2: wine a uh,
1: wine cooler that I had that was uh, you know Bartles and James. No, oh. not a wine cooler. His, that's a, a, his, his, his entire,
4: entire <laughs> that's a good one. That's his entire Boone's well, Farm collection. Yeah, it
1: actually <laughs> heated up. It actually Blind cooled down. Up. Yeah, I opened it up, and nearly the heat decked me. I was like, wow. Was oh, like, that's Like 110 degrees in here. So, frankly, I didn't have anything in there that was Somebody's like, been boiling this wine. Yeah. burning. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> mm, nothing like I could All those uh, New York wine verticals, <laughs> just <laughs> wasted,
4: <you know? laughs> I just wasted
2: Knocked all the tannins would, right out of- I appreciate
1: them. you sending those to me. So anyway, now you know what happened to them. Hmm. <laughs> so- uh, so yeah, so the, I think those are all like you know good solid tips for people. You know, if they're interested in
3: pick the right kind of beer pick a beer too. and go pick, for it. Pick yeah. the right yeah. kind yeah. of beer, and yeah. so yeah, that's, that's
1: you know, uh, that's another tip that uh, Reverend Mark says is you know make sure it's of high alcohol. You know, imperial stout. Yeah, you know, uh, style, yeah, you know, you know I, no
2: adjuncts yeah. either. Because so i I
3: said this, but yeah. I, I will come. I will come back though. I, I have cellared IPAs and things. They say don't sell her and tried it three or four risk. years ago. Yeah. Sometimes it works, yeah. and, it, and it actually they
0: build good flavors. But yeah. and Dave's got a do. vertical, a ten-year vertical of Coors Light. too. Yes, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, I do have to tell you the uh, so the beer that was actually sitting in front of this two thousand. Was a Yazoo Sly rite Porter the first year they offered it? Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, so I actually put it right back on the shelf. I'm like, oh, "That'll be interesting to have. Save this for the which apocalypse." Beer, which beer sucks? The Dos Peros or the Sly rite Porter? I think Eat
2: I've got a Sue
4: though. that that's in the back of my, that I just <laughs> I just leave it back there. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of
2: uh, oh, a lot of the um, you know how high alcohol content is definitely going to be your friend in those situations. Uh, usually, your darker beers uh, tend to age a little bit better than that. Mm-hmm. Sours, obviously. Um, but a lot of these like really heavily adjuncted uh, stouts and stuff like that don't necessarily no <laughs> true <Yeah. laughs> not at all those are not your Yeah.
3: after 12 years they actually start to separate and there's a layer of <laughs> lactose floating on the top
2: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: uh, I thought I'd kind of close out our uh, discussion here today with kind of talking about this flight in general you know because uh, you know you don't get to sit down and do these kind of things you know every day I mean nope what's uh I mean, did the flight kind of pan out the way you thought it was or any surprises or aha moments that you had? I'm always surprised
0: by how things age. You know, you get that yeah. five to eight years yeah. and it's really hit or miss. You that's, never know what you're gonna get. That's the it big thing. It could be exceptional or it yeah. can be just awful.
4: But I thought it would be this slow sort of slide, you know. It's, n- and it's, it never it's, is. it's not at all. Yeah. 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 I think you
3: yeah. just always have to acknowledge how the variables between and all the different ingredients and all the different conditions that beers go through over the course of their life until you get them to the bottle to open it. Yeah. It's going to play a part in it.
1: I like the uh, roller coaster effect that this uh, vertical had. It wasn't a uh, just a slow linear kind of thing, yeah. you know? No, there were lots of like different highs and lows. Yeah.
3: I just appreciate sure. Kendall like holding on to these beers no and bringing them yeah, in. Yeah, thanks. Man.
0: Was huge. Yeah. Yeah. It was You're really welcome. cool. I'm happy to do it.
1: Yeah, I would uh, totally uh, tell people buy Bigfoot, throw it in a throw it in the bottom of for four or five years. Yeah, yep. so you'll enjoy it.
4: Drink a few, sell her a few. Hmm.
1: Well, that's it for our episode today on uh, Sierra Nevada's Bigfoot. Hey, guess what? You managed to find where we're at today, wherever you're listening to us, whether it be on radio or satellite or online somewhere. We are all over the place. You can find us on Apple. Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and nearly any place that you can listen to a podcast. The easiest way to find our show is on your phone. Just ask Alexa, Siri, Google, or any of the chicks on your phone. Play podcast, sip, suds, and smokes.
4: And as always, we are super eager to read your feedback and
2: questions
4: you can always reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com
2: our daily tasting notes flow out on twitter and instagram every day at SipSudsSmoke, smoke and our facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news
0: please take the time to rate this episode if you're listening online five stars five stars kindle like You have a great blog. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? My beautiful wife and I blog about the good news of good beer at BeerMakes3.com. You can also find us on
1: Instagram. Thanks, Kendall. Sparky, thanks for joining us today. Always my pleasure. Yeah, more barley wine or you're done. <laughs> Fair. I'm done. <laughs> Good old boy Caperton, thanks for joining us.
4: Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Uh, keep up the fight against kudzu. Don't be lulled into complacency by winter. <laughs>
1: yes, I agree. It sleeps. Yeah. Never. S- yeah. It's Good old boy Dave, there. dare I say it? Thank you. Dare I say it? You're welcome. <laughs> Well, this is good old boy Mike asking you, come back, join us for another exciting episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, and I will ask you to keep on sipping. Yeah.